Welcome to the Unlucky Sperm Club podcast, where we prove that you are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. I am your host, Nelson Tressler. This episode is brought to you by sixmonthstosuccess.com. If you're looking to achieve your goals, check out sixmonthstosuccess.com. It is also available at the App Store on both Apple and Android. Uh, Today's show is going to be a solo show. Pretty much everybody out there who helps people achieve goals has them starting with a strong why. And I absolutely agree with that. But one thing that I do is take it to another level. Not only do I believe that you have to have a strong why, I absolutely believe that you have to be obsessed with your goals. And obsessed, if you've ever seen somebody who's been obsessed, you cannot stop them from trying to get to whoever they want to get to or get away from whatever they want to get away from uh, or achieving what they want to achieve. Obsessed is another level. And goals are so hard to achieve. Uh, Having that strong why absolutely helps. But being obsessed is uh, taking it to the next level. And I want to I want to tell you why I'm obsessed with what I'm doing with the Unlucky Sperm Club podcast, with my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, and with the goal achievement programs, I Got Smarter, and Six Months to Success. And in order to really show you why I'm so obsessed, I want to tell you my origin story. I want to tell you where this all comes from and why I'm doing this today and why I'm so obsessed with helping other people achieve their life's biggest goals. And in order to show you that, I need to start uh, way back, even before I was born. Uh, My mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And while she was pregnant with me, her father the local trash collector in a small town in central Pennsylvania, drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers. Um, He stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, killing one and critically wounding the other. And eventually my grandfather was captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty. And uh, during my grandfather's trial, my mom got up and testified to the jury that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with his baby, who was me. My mom's testimony worked. Uh, My grandfather's first trial ended in a hung jury. Uh, The state Uh, did have another trial, but they did take the death penalty off the table because of my mom's testimony. Eventually, my grandfather was found guilty uh, and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, where he ended up spending the rest of his life more than 40 years behind bars for what he had done, leaving behind his family, his 15 children, including my mom, and now me in this small town of 6,000 people to deal with the circumstances of what he had done. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever lived in a small town, but in a small town, people are up in your business. They know everything about you and about half of it is true. But what my grandfather had done was 
the biggest thing that had ever happened in this small town. So everybody knew the circumstances of my birth. They knew uh, my family and uh, what we represented and what, what my grandfather had done. So my family was much too poor to leave this small town. Uh, as I said, my mom had 14 or 15 brothers and sisters. Some of those children are adults by this time, by the time my grandfather had done these things. Uh, so they were stuck in this small town to uh, deal in the wake of, of what their father had done, my grandfather had done. And because of my mom's testimony, the first few years after uh, the trial was over, uh, my mom was targeted by the police in that small town. And they would kick over a trash can in front of her when she was walking through town and she would go to jail for disorderly conduct. And a lot of the people in my family were targeted by the police uh, after uh, the trial. And because I was the uh, center of the trial, uh, I had to deal with a lot of things that happened in that small town growing up. And uh, in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, You Are Not a Victim of Your Circumstances, But a Product of Your Choices, I talk about some of the things that I had to deal with in that small town growing up. Uh, but eventually, my mom uh, finds a man who would become my stepfather and uh, come to find out very quickly that this man was not a nice man. He was an alcoholic. He was very physically and emotionally abusive to me and my mom almost on a daily basis. And eventually, uh, my mom and stepfather have four children in quick succession. And because of the lifestyle that they're living, a lot of the basic needs of my siblings fall upon me as the oldest, from, from bottle feeding to diaper changing to 2 a.m. Uh, waking ups. And that's the way my life was going until one day my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar. There was somebody else driving home drunk from that bar and they ended up hitting and killing my stepfather. This broke my mom as abusive and mean as my stepfather was my mom was broken whenever she lost my stepfather. My mom had dropped out of school in the eighth grade when she became pregnant with me. She had never worked outside of the home. And no matter how she thought about the circumstances that she found herself in, there was no way that she could figure out how she was gonna be able to care for these five small children on her own. And it was at this time in her life that she decided that she didn't want to live anymore. And she uh, attempted suicide. And fortunately uh, for all of us, she was not successful uh, in her suicide attempt. But once she got out of the hospital after her suicide attempt, it was at that time that my family got split up. And uh, that's when I went to go live with my grandmother, who was the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. Now, as I said earlier, my my grand had 15 children. And at this stage, when I went to go live with her, there were a few of them that were still living with her at, in uh, her home. And uh, they're living in a two bedroom house with uh, a, a third bedroom that's been converted into a hallway from a hallway, excuse me. And because of the saint that my grandmother was, 
she also has some other cousins who are living with her for various reasons. So when I go to live with my grandmother, uh, my spot to sleep is on the floor next to her bed. And uh, next to me is another cousin who has a mattress on the floor. And um, down the hallway is my aunt who, uh, who has a, a child at this time who's living in one bedroom. I have another cousin who's living in the converted hallway bedroom. And then downstairs, I have a few other cousins who are sleeping on couches and love seats or wherever they can find a spot to sleep. But for the first time in my life, I don't have to worry about somebody coming home drunk and beating me. I don't have to worry about not having food in the house. I don't have to worry about the lights not getting turned on, you know, when you hit the switch because they've been turned off because you couldn't afford to pay the bill. I don't have to worry about not having heat in the winter because we couldn't afford uh, to buy oil to heat our house. So for the first time in my life, uh, I'm starting to uh, kind of reflect upon the direction my life's going. And as good as my life feels right now, not having to deal with all those other things that I had to deal with when my stepfather was alive, uh, I see that my life is not going where I want it to go. And the one thing with living with my grandmother is from an early age, my gram pretty much told me every day, Nelson, you are going to make something of your life. You're going to do something with your life. And she said it so often and she said it with such feeling and with such love that I wanted to make that come true uh, for her and for me. And it's at this time of my life that I'm looking and I see where I'm heading and I see that it's not where I want to go. It's not where I'm going to be able to really do something with my life and make a difference uh, in the world. And it's, at, it's about this time that uh, I'm in seventh grade and a counselor from the local university comes down and, and they talk about what it's going to take to get into college. And when I hear them talk about getting into college, I think that's what I need to do. That's If I could get a college degree the rest of my life would be easy from that point. And that's kind of where my mindset was at this time. Um, of the family that I came from, uh, only two had graduated from high school. At this time of my life, uh, I'm in special ed. I can't read, I can't write, I can't spell. Uh, come to find out I had, I had dyslexia. I had flunked the fourth grade when I was living with my mother because of the lifestyle that we were living there. So I definitely was not that model student. And I knew as soon as I said, hey, getting a college degree is something I wanted to do, you know, that, that voice started screaming all these things to me. Nelson, you know, of the family you came from, of those 15 children of my gram, only two had ever graduated high school. I'm in special ed, I can't read, I can't write, I can't spell, but, I, I needed to do something to get me heading in that right direction if I was going to do something with my life. And so the next day after that assembly, I went to school and I started to do the things that I thought would get me into college and get me a college degree. And uh, pretty much it took 12 years. It took four different universities. It took me going to the United States Air Force for four years to get money to go to school. But eventually, I became that first person in my family to get a college degree. And uh, that was one of the sweetest moments in my life. 
And I remember thinking to myself, geez, if somebody like me, if somebody who came from where I came from could set a goal and get a college education, I thought, what else could I do if I, you know, set goals and really worked on becoming a better version of myself? And it was this time of my life where I started to become obsessed with goals and personal development. And I started to use goals and personal development in every area of my life. And it's been 25 years since I've gotten my college degree. And over those 25 years, I was able to have some huge successes and achieve some huge goals in my life because I became obsessed with it, because I had that strong why, because I didn't stop whenever those hurdles or those obstacles popped up in front of me. And believe me, there were tons of obstacles. There were tons of times where I wanted to throw up my hands and quit because things got hard. But over that, over those 25 years, I was able to become the top salesman worldwide for a top five commercial real estate firm several times. Um, I was able to start more than 10 businesses, including one of the largest privately held pet resorts in the country. I was able to uh, be married for 25 years uh, to my wife and still, still be married. Uh, we were able to raise three awesome young men. Uh, all of these things are because I learned how to set goals. I learned how to become obsessed with the results of those goals. I've learned how to work on myself and become a better version of myself. Um, and as I said here today, I've been able to exit those businesses. I've been able to retire from uh, real estate and I've been able to really do what, you know, everybody gets asked that question. What would you do if time and money didn't matter? And as I said here, uh, do, you know, doing the Unlucky Sperm Club podcast, this is what I feel like I was put on this earth to do. I was born under some very trying circumstances, but I didn't let those circumstances define me. I didn't let them stop me from becoming a better version of myself. And I know that there are so many other people out there who have so much potential, who can become that better version of themselves, who can live that life that they are capable of living with a few strategies, a few techniques, some motivation, some inspiration, maybe the help of a community that will keep them going when things get tough. That's why I'm doing this. That's my strong why. That's my obsession. That's why I feel like I have to do this for those other people out there who have lived through some brutal circumstances but I need them to realize that they're not victims of those circumstances, that they are products of their choices, that they can sit down and figure out a way that they can live life with purpose, uh, that, that it's possible that they can live a life that they can't even imagine. Uh, my obsession is that I want everybody out there to realize 
that you cannot let your past poison your potential and your purpose in this life. That through goals, through personal development, uh, you can live a life that you cannot even imagine. And that is why I'm obsessed. I want to change the world one person and one inspiring goal at a time, because that's how the world is going to change, is when people realize that there is so much potential within them. And one person can change the world. We see it every single day when somebody invents something or somebody does something that's kind, that that is a great example to other people. One person can change this world. And the way that we can change the world is by changing your world, uh, by giving you all the tools, the knowledge, and the support to achieve your life's biggest goals. That's why I'm obsessed with doing the Unlucky Sperm Club podcast, because I know there are people out there who need to hear uh, what I have to say. There are people out there who need to be inspired, who need to be motivated, who need to have that support so that they can get to where they want to go. And um, I am in this for the long haul. Uh, Just like everything else that I've done in my life, uh, there has never been anything that has been this important to me. Uh, I have three young men that me and my wife are raising And I want a better world for them. I want them to grow up in a better world. And uh, if I can do that through this podcast, if I can do this through my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, uh, if I can do this through my goal achievement program, Six Months to Success, and I Got Smarter, that's why I'm so passionate about that. And that's why I'm obsessed with making this happen. I hope that you realize whenever you're setting down, to achieve your goals, that not only do you have a strong why about doing it, but that you're obsessed with doing it. Because when you're obsessed, there is nothing that can stop you from getting to where you want to go. Things might take a little bit longer. They might take a different path. But when you're obsessed, you're not going to quit. And uh, that's why I'm doing this podcast. And I would invite you back Uh, every week to listen to this podcast and to be inspired and to be motivated. And most importantly, to take control of your life and to start living a life of purpose. Um, You have so much potential inside of you. No matter where you're at today, uh, that is not going to define where you can be a month from now, a year from now, five years from now, or 10 years from now. As I said here, talking to you, uh, I couldn't have even imagined the life that I'm living today. Uh, It wasn't even perceivable to me. And although fear does not play a, a large factor in my life, the one thing that does scare me to death is if I wouldn't have went after that first goal of becoming that first person in my family to graduate from college. If I wouldn't have done that, I would have forfeited the life that I'm living today. And that scares me to death. And I think all of us should really think about that. What life are we forfeiting? What life could we be living if we just went after our goals? If we just strive 
to become that better version of ourselves? What life can we be living in six months, in a year, in five years, in 20 years? Don't forfeit that life that you know you can be living. Get out there, do it, and become obsessed with achieving those goals, no matter what those goals are. Become obsessed, have that strong why, and I'm living proof, as I said here today, that it's possible. And I totally believe that if one of us can do it, all of us can do it. Thank you so much uh, for listening to the Unlucky Sperm Club podcast, where we prove that you are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe uh, to our podcast and uh, give us likes if you're watching this uh, on video. And I am so grateful for you. I am grateful for the opportunity to uh, be able to do this podcast. And I look forward to talking to you next time. And always remember, don't let your past poison your potential or your purpose. I'm Nelson Tressler. Thanks again.